It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby here with you every single day. And it is a Ferg Friday with Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, I have a new take on the uh, on the intro now. Okay. Because earlier in the week, on Monday, we talked to Derek Mason. Derek Mason talked about how he has a long-standing relationship with Brian Harson. No one asked him the follow-up question, yes, but had you ever been in a pool with him? And so I guess that's the next thing we need to ask him whenever he comes back around. Right, right. Whenever you talk to Derek Mason again, like, Pull with Harson, yeah. yay or nay? Yeah, he was like, he was like, all right, here. And Mike Bobo's got a relationship also with with Brian Harson that goes back a while, and it's more of kind of like the boring, like you know, he came to our practice and then we came to his practice, like. But I was like, okay, but was there a pool involved in any in in any of these right. these visits? Because maybe that's like the. That's the thing. It's like everybody just wants to work with Brian Harson as soon as they like. It's just like they they settle into the they settle into the pool and it's like whoa that guy's <laughs> pool game is, yeah, must be incredible. Something about he he puts some sort of wavelength in the water where it's like all right I gotta I've got to make money with this guy at some point. In time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we're recording this Tuesday morning because mm-hmm. I'm having to go out of town. So if right. um. If something crazy has happened since then, we're not talking about it yeah. today. Yeah, and there's a good chance there will be just because it's Auburn. You know, uh, totally. No, yeah. we're totally going to get a transfer this week <laughs> yeah, or something. It's going to be some sort of or Bruce Pearl is going to like round out his or like Sharif Cooper's going pro or something. Yeah. Of course, that's we'll, going to happen. We'll have some sort of news. Yeah, so, so we'll talk about it next week. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I think you did an outstanding job, and, and I love the live chat feature that you had. On the Auburn Observer for the for the practice, I sent a few people over there. I think a yeah, few people did. signed up. You did um, you from did. Uh, from the Locked On Auburn Discord. So we had uh, we had more than uh, we had more than a dozen people uh, subscribe on Huge. Saturday. So that was that was big for us. So Huge. Appreciate that's, that's appreciate awesome. all y'all who uh, who jumped on over because I know uh, several of y'all listen. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's worth every penny. I say it every week. So what was that like for you covering a live? practice it was awesome i mean it was it was a lot of fun because it's it was a lot of stuff that you know i had been wanting to kind of get some kind of groundwork on like all right here's what this here's what a brian harson practice looks like here's how he kind of runs the show but then also just learning about this roster because there's a lot of pieces that are still you know it's going to take a while for them to come together in terms of who plays where and whatnot but right getting that early look was really cool um ha- having an open was pretty cool i think some fans who came to it uh might have picked up on the fact that uh that college football practices especially in the spring are kind of boring right but um the you know, idea of it is get. way more exciting than but they, i mean they went over time too it was like it was like over two hours yeah um of actual practice and that was that was that was really cool and i mean like we like we said you know it was a win-win for everybody involved uh harson gets a you know gets a big hit with the fans fans get to see the team a little bit more you know it's a good way to get some people in in on campus you know recruiting wise that you can't you know really officially get them on campus because of uh the dead period and uh yeah i mean it was it was i think everyone involved got a got got a benefit out of that on saturday and so it was really cool and be interested to see if they do it again you know maybe in the fall maybe another time this this spring who knows 
Um, but I think by the time you're listening to this, um, we will have had another open uh, viewing window. Um, the media will have on, on Thursday evening. So, um, yeah, I, lo- I love the transparency, at least. So Jamie asks, thing on the topic of practice, Jamie asking the Locked on Auburn Discord. And if you want to join that, uh, mm-hmm. be sure to hit up the um, the episode uh, description. I'll put a link in there. But Jamie asks, what did we see on Saturday that Justin thinks will change come A-Day? What mm. starters will no longer be starters and what second teamers could make a move to the first team? It's a great question. What a great question by Jamie. Yeah, great great job, Jamie. Um it's a uh it's interesting. I think I think wide receiver is where I'm going to be curious the most about the movement around because you don't really? have you don't have Xavion Capers right now at 100%. You don't have Shedrick Jackson at 100%. So right now you're having to give guys like Kobe Hudson, Malcolm Malcolm Johnson Jr. um uh, Elijah Canyon got a lot of reps. Javarius Johnson uh, has gotten gotten a lot of love here recently. It's just like I think when Xavion Capers and Shedrick Jackson come back into the picture, whenever that is, those guys are going to be pushing ahead towards the line. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they sort everything out at wide because right now it's just kind of like, all right, guys. I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat together, and it's even less so because you could make the argument that that um, Jackson and Capers. Are his uh, are Bo Nix's two most quote unquote experienced guys? Uh, Capers got the most work last season, most returning production. Right, Cheddar Jackson's been around the longest, um, so it'll be interesting. Kalen Newton also getting involved. I forgot to mention him. Yeah, he rotated Saturday. in with starters. That yeah. surprised me. Yep. I yep. hadn't mentioned him in like months. And so it's it's going to be. It's, I'm curious to see how if you have any sort of separation wide receiver, what does that look like? Because right now it's just kind of like this big wad of dudes, and then you've got like I said, Jackson. Capers, who you would expect to be towards the top of the depth chart or the pecking order, whatever you want to call it right now, um, when they come back in. So that's the one I'm curious about because I think it's just kind of like, hey, we're just going to try to make it. And Brian Harson said on Saturday it was like, our guys got to do a better job getting out of their breaks. They had a hard time keeping their footing in, on some on some plays. Um, they're not where they need to be. They're not, they're not where they need to be. They need to be much better in execution, but – uh, he said he likes their attitude and likes their work ethic and uh, likes the way that uh, Cornelius Williams is, is is getting them going right now. It's Absolutely. just it's just going to take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so much inexperience in this group. Yeah. Ton of talent. Did you notice the um, the train outside that was parked outside when you walked into the studio? Did I you did, notice it? I did not. That is um that's the the Malcolm Johnson Jr. Uh, hype train. I'm driving it everywhere. One. It's a good one. It's a good one. You know. So we have this joke on our podcast. Painter has been obsessed with Javarius Johnson right. because he's short. and um, I think it's just his name's fun to say. And his name is fun to say as well. But Javarius Johnson, I mean, every time he was on the field on Saturday, you saw him catching a ball. And that was really interesting. But also Malcolm Johnson. The fact that Malcolm Johnson was a, a was, junior. Yeah, junior. Uh, if Malcolm Johnson Sr. was out there, that would be very interesting. Sure, uh, right. If Malcolm Johnson Jr. Talk about experience. I mean, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that room gets a lot older. He uh, – he was on. He was out there a lot, and he's got physically. He's got everything you want, and the fact that he's going to kind of have. You don't get it as much in football as you do in basketball, but you have that. Hey, you were supposed to be in high school last year, mm-hmm. and you weren't, and now you're kind of. So that that development kind of gets you. Kind of get the steal a year of development. It's like basically. the JT Thor of Auburn football, exactly. But and not from Canada. Not from Canada. Not from Alaska. Not from Nebraska. Not from. No, he's from Virginia. <laughs> Just a real boring, yeah, very just, simple. Yeah, just I'm from Virginia, which for Auburn is, you know, they haven't had a ton of people from Virginia in the past. I'm trying to think of the last big name Virginia guy they had. 
Um, um, wasn't Karibi Didi from Virginia? I what about um, Calvin Ashley? Kind of. DC's kind of Virginia, DC, right? Maryland, and he also was kind of from Florida as well. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Karibi Didi was the last big one. and, and well, there's That was a minute ago. Yeah, Surely there's, there's been somebody since then. I'll have to look it up. I, I looked it up when he when he committed Yeah, because I look up all that dumb stuff. Yeah. No, you're good at the dumb stuff. There's <laughs> really no doubt about it. There's no doubt about like it. Like me finding out that there was only, there's only been four other players, Letterman and ba- Auburn basketball history, with this name that started with Z. And so now here comes Zep Jasper. So, oh, yeah, nice. It's just important information that you need to know to get through your day. There's not a lot of us that have a Z that start their They're name. all like, like Zachs. Right. Every single one of them were Zachs. None right. of them spelled it like you did, but all, all of them were Zachs. There's a few Zeeks, but they're usually short for Ezekiel. So it's mm. like we don't really even count you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, there's not a Zep whole Zep Jasper, uh, by the way, short for Zephaniah like out of the bible so that's awesome very very cool name and is and if in case you don't know already his nickname is the honey badger so get ready for that what i totally missed that yeah it's for his defense he is very tenacious on that end of the floor they needed that uh early in the uh, conference play that's for sure it's a ferg friday right here on locked on auburn Locked on Auburn brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Sure, football's over, but March Madness, man, we are right in the thick of it. And betonline.ag is the perfect way to bet on all of this basketball action. Head to the website at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jay Ferg, we got another question. This one is from Ricky. Mm-hmm. Got into a conversation on social engagement with a friend who is in PR that sent me down a rabbit hole looking at teams and their Twitter follower numbers. Mm-hmm. Can Jay Ferg guess the top five and bottom five SEC teams based on follower numbers? Wow. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. Um, you also don't even have to answer if you don't want to. I mean, so is the, do you have the list over there? Uh, yeah, he, he sent a follow-up with the list. Yeah, so, all right, the top one is obviously... Alabama. All right, number two? LSU's going to be up there. LSU's three. Three, okay. Uh, number two would be Georgia? Two, yeah, all right, so that's one, two, three. Four and five, I would not have guessed. Maybe four, definitely would not have guessed five. Four and five, A&M? Nope. Oh, wow. A&M's uh, actually uh, bottom yeah. five. Wow. You got to step it up. You got one of the biggest schools in the country. Yeah, that just says like, you, you, yeah, like you're not doing a good job running the Um Arkansas? Arkansas is not on either of these lists, so they Dang must it. be in the middle. All right, who's four and five? Uh, four is Tennessee. Yeah. And five, five is South Carolina. South. All right, so I will, I will say this. South Carolina's got great social media uh, presence. They have a guy, and, I, and I'm blanking on his name right now. He used to work for AL.com. He's from South Carolina. Got they, went, they went over there and let him kind of just do work over there with kind of all their creative stuff. Well, I, I know when Auburn got added to South Carolina's schedule and vice versa, he like did the Smash Brothers thing where it's like yeah. a new foe has appeared. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, he's yeah. Those smart. guys, those guys are really talented. So it doesn't surprise me that South Carolina, even though it's not a giant fan base, but it, it's a huge drop off because Alabama's at nine ninety five point eight. So I mean, they're close to a million, 
And then Georgia's right behind them at 973.9. And then LSU drops off into 830. Then Tennessee drops off to 630. And then South Carolina's at under 400. So like, there's a big drop off there. Yeah, bottom five, uh, A&M is at 251. Uh, Ole Miss is at 241. Kentucky at 200K. Missouri at 120K. And then Vanderbilt at just 67,000 followers. You yeah. almost have that many followers. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. But yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like of that group you said is in the bottom, Ole Miss is trying to do the most to get out of it. Like Ole Miss is trying to be the most, like the very online SEC football program because of course you have to be because you have lane kiffin in charge now so that would put auburn in the middle of the road i'm interested to see how auburn's identity and all that online evolves um you know they've got they've made some hires they made some moves there and i'm I'm curious tyler asks what are justin's thoughts on jeremiah wright being one of the first d linemen out there on saturday instead of zakevious walker or dre butler and let me just let me just preface this real quick. On Tuesday, yes. Charlie Five and I, we stand um, Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright is very impressive. and I think He's a lot of man. He, yeah, and I think that's the big thing. Like, if you're going to play a lot of 3-4, you need some big old dudes up there. And he is pushing Tyrone Truesdale. This is what Derek Mason said on, on Monday. He is, he is pushing them. He's giving it a competition. He is making, you know, he's making Truesdale a guy who's going to be a returning super senior starter a lot better and and you know mason said he's a natural fit at defensive tackle yeah that you know he is that's where he kind of kind of fits now auburn brought him in to play offensive tackle and they needed offensive tackles and they still kind of needed offensive tackles but it was still very clear last season that they thought okay this guy's better off of playing playing dt uh, yeah i mean i think he he has a lot of size a lot of power and whereas guys like Jay Hardy, Zachavius Walker, Lee Hunter, Dre Butler, Mark, you know, Marquis Sparks is probably the closest into this category. Those guys can kind of move around a little bit. You can kind of put them in different things. Jeremiah Wright is going to be a dude that you just know is going to plug up the middle mm-hmm. with those guys. And the curious thing about him also is they had him on the field in third downs on on Saturday a good bit. So like he was he was getting after it. As a, I like uh, that on third and short, third and six plus. I don't know if I like that. They put they they had him, they surrounded him with uh, it was him it was him or Truesdale most of the time, but it's him and Wooden with their hands in the dirt, and then you know they ran basically what is a two four five nickel package. And then the other two on the they stood up, uh, Derek on TD Moultrie on the edges, and like they were getting after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious to see where Wright pushes pushes ahead. You would expect Truesdale to be a, a big name guy, but like if they can get good production out of him this season, that's a big pickup because you know he could have kind of like that Dontavious Russell kind of career at Auburn where it was you weren't expected to be all world. Um, but you can end up being a guy who who lasts for a long time, playing a role that is largely thankless. Do you want Alan Flanagan questions? <laughs> I feel like I always give them what come on here. I think they're doing it to tease you because I yeah. think a lot of the people in here don't like Alan Flanagan, so let's stay away from that. Okay. Um, Alan Flanagan's a good basketball player. He I, has, I he, agree. He has weaknesses, but literally everyone does. Yeah, he's also not a point guard, and he was playing point guard. Yep. Um, who does Jay Ferg think will end up returning punts and kickoffs for Auburn this year? We mentioned Javarius Johnson earlier. That's an easy one to kind of point out. He has worked a lot at punt returner the last couple of years. Uh, Kick returner is going to be a lot more interesting. Um, I want Shivers back there. Shivers Shivers has experience back there. Ladarius Tennyson was back there a decent bit last season as well. I think those are the two guys you'd have to look at early 
um, as guy. I forgot that Tennyson was back there. Now he, I don't think he returned any of them, but like it's one of those like, hey, you're back there. Last year, that may have been a thing where it's like, we really like you, and we want you on the field, but you know Christian Tut's playing, so we're yeah. not going to do that. I, I'd be a little surprised if I saw him back there. It would, it would be, it would be curious to see who they. I mean. Did it, what about a guy like Kobe Hudson? I mean, he moves Kobe, well. Kobe Hudson makes a ton of sense. Did he there. do that in high school? Do you know? Uh, whew, that's a good question. He probably did, right? But I would Well, think he, he played did. quarterback, though, so he may not have. Yeah. But uh, he is a natural wide receiver. That's what that's what they tell me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else who else makes sense there. Um, you know, those, those kick returns, you get guys who have that, that kind of straight line speed. What about my, uh, Malcolm Johnson? Yeah, Malcolm Jr. Johnson was the other one I was thinking. It makes a lot of sense there. You've got some dudes coming up this early class or this or this class of freshmen that mm-hmm. have some returning experience as well. But uh, Javarius Johnson is the one that kind of makes sense, kind of that twitchy punt returner. Um, what about one of the million corners that could start <laughs> for a lot of SEC teams that, like, they're not going to get on the field. Is that a way to get them on the field? It's a way to kind of steal it. I'm just trying to think of who would who would make the most sense. What about there? a guy like Kamal Haddon or something? I don't know. Dre Sean's probably not going to no. do it. He's too big, right? No, and yeah. Uh, so I, I would stick to more of the receivers and those safeties, but like even then, it's like, eh. yeah. Um, curious to see. I don't know, man. Like it'll be it'll be. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. You right. talk about Sean Shivers. You, uh, you throw a guy like Devin Barrett back there and give him a roll and see if he can, see if it works. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love it, that. See if it works, especially if it's kind of solidified that he's like by far the third running back and like. He's and not I think gonna they're going to try to get other running backs to come in after after the spring. I think I think they'll push for a transfer. It's just you need more. You yeah, need, you can't you can't survive with just three or four scholarship running backs. Especially if you can get a guy that would have like three years of eligibility. You know, because mm-hmm. eligibility is all kind of wonky right now. That could like you could kind of say, hey, if you stick with us, you can be the guy after Tank leaves. Like, just as far as like a selling point goes. Yeah, I mean, I think I think all those all those possibilities make sense. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to figure out which Built Bar is the best. And today's action. I mean, we're getting down to it. Cookie dough chunk versus coconut. And I'm telling you right now, coconut is probably going to be favored if you looked at the betonline.ag line. But I think cookie dough chunk has a chance. So head over to builtbar.com to vote or on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Jay Ferg, caveman life coach. He asks... What a name. Yeah, I know. Question for Justin Ferguson, colon. Would you rather Mm. be able to play every musical instrument masterfully... Or be able to speak every language fluently. Language, sweet. I'm gonna go with language. Yeah. Okay. That would be that would, that would be a lot a lot easier musically. I mean, I feel like, ooh, that would be that would be difficult. 
Um, Auburn Banker asked, would Justin rather fight 100 tank Bigsby-sized tanks or one M1 Abrams tank-sized tank Bigsby? Wow. Every time I get get these questions, I opt for the one big one over the 100 because 100 is a lot. 100 of anything coming at you. If, like, if we're talking about fighting something, like... That's a big deal. It's a big deal because uh, there was. Uh, I've gotten a bunch of these questions recently, and and I was. I'm like, I'm always opting for the one big thing. Like one big thing, you know, maybe it'll kill me quickly. Like like, like uh, the hundred, yeah, the, the hundred little things. Like if they win, like it's gonna be miserable. The one we got the other day in the mailbag was like a hundred, uh, a duck sized painter or a hundred painter sized ducks, and I was like, or I might have had that backwards. Uh huh. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely taking the. You know, I'm definitely taking it. I can distract the one painter sized duck. Yeah, I'm like I can distract. You know, I can distract the 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 duck. I think it might have been the duck sized painter. I don't know, man. Like it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. And I and I said I I feel like with one I can I can distract them long enough. Yeah. Um, a hundred. I'm just I'm just gonna get swarmed of anything. You can put a hundred of pretty much anything out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be done. Right. I mean, it's just it's gonna overwhelm you. Eventually. It's a numbers game. You don't want it. It's all about matchups. No, you're right. It's absolutely. Absolutely, you'd rather play man on man, yeah. not not zone. We yeah. got to cover one hundred things at once. We're trying to exploit spl- space and, and and numbers, and I mean they've got leverage over me as soon as as soon as the snap goes. Yeah, you get it. Absolutely, awesome stuff happening at the Auburn Observer. Normally, uh, we record this later in the week, so you can kind of recap. Yeah. Do, do you know what's coming up later mm-hmm. in the week that is probably already up when people are listening to this? Yeah. So if you're listening to this uh, Monday, I ran down everything we learned from week one of practice. Kind of went position by position with that. Uh, Tuesday story on uh, Mike Bobo uh, in the running game that that power fullbacks going downhill all that kind of stuff yeah. that, that's coming back to Auburn Wednesday doing a story um, so you'll you'll have re- it'll have been up by now Wednesday we've got a story on the edge defenders and Derek Mason's defense and kind of what to expect there Thursday we had our uh, podcast our premium podcast during the week with uh, with Painter and then uh, no mailbag this week just because of the way the schedule is sh- shake shook out sorry um <laughs> but with that er, that that practice window on thursday yeah uh friday morning newsletter on uh, on all things practice okay related. yeah got it yeah and so all that's up now so go yep. to auburn observer and uh if you're not a subscriber you mentioned i mean people are flocking to it and um justin i mean you give uh you give coverage that, that nobody else has you cover from a different angle and i think that's important and i think people are starting to see that so Thank you, thank you, and uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys for for jumping on on Saturday. Uh, those of you, because I know some of you are listening, yep, and uh, really, really, uh, really appreciate a lot of the kind words and the support. That was uh, it was awesome to to see people be so engaged with it on Saturday. You, you mentioned last thing here, and I'll let you go. You, you mentioned working on you know the what Derek Mason said about some of the edge defenders. What did he say about their mentality? Just wreck everything. Yeah. Hit everything that moves basically is, was his thing. It's good. I mean, it's great. And I, and I am, I've been really keyed up on these, these edge defenders uh, because it's more of a modern way to look at, you know, what those guys do, especially now in the NFL. And I like, I like their skill sets. I yeah. like, I like where it is. I think dudes like Derek Hall and, and TD Moultrie and, and Jerry, man, Jaron Handy. You want to talk about? I mean, it's. I don't know if he'll start or anything. You want to go full on hype train, but like Jaron Handy, he slimmed down while everybody else was bulking up this offseason. He looks like a legit outside linebacker. Now. Yeah, and it's crazy because, as Derek Mason pointed out uh, earlier in the week, this is a dude who can play defensive tackle if he wanted to, and he played defensive tackle as a freshman. A lot. And he's standing up on the and outside. now he's like at two fifty, two fifty five, pretty good size, can come off the edge, and he's got pretty good burst. He's a great athlete, and um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of dudes there, and, and they're only going to get better because Dylan Brooks isn't here yet. Eku Leota, wherever they play him, mm-hmm. uh, isn't here yet as well. So I mean, like, there's a lot of there's a lot to like about that position group. Again, as I said it earlier in the week. I'm high on this Auburn defense. Yeah. You know, go ahead and buy some stock in it if you want to. I think under Derrick Mason's leadership, the way they're going to move some guys around, the experience they got coming back in key spots, I think this could be an awesome defense next season. Jay Fur, give us the rundown one more time. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. A lot of football this week. Maybe some basketball if anything pops up. No mailbag. So I'm glad I got to answer some questions here today. Sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, sign up. $6 a month or $60 a year. Once you sign up, everything we do, writing and podcast wise, gets sent to your email yep absolutely auburnobserver.com we'll be back on monday to recap everything that happened over the weekend this has been locked on auburn it's the locked on podcast network your team every day the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.